Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I did enjoy this film. It had been on my list for a while, and then watching it, I was like, this is kind of silly in a 90s, <laughs> we've just discovered what CGI is kind of way. Yeah. And I liked the body horror stuff. I liked, you know, the way they shot that guy getting hit by the car, and you, you go under the car with him. I was like, that's pretty cool. If you like Clueless, you should, you should definitely watch this. Maybe watch Clueless first, watch Mean Girls first, watch Easy A first, but Craft is good, and I can see why it's a lot of people's kind of cult classic films. It's a cult movie for a reason, and I think people will enjoy that. Which is the make of the comeback, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Joining Flixwatcher today, we have Paul. Hello. Jasmine. Hey. And as always, Kobe. Hello. And we're here today to talk about the craft. Thank you, as always, to the mighty people for the mighty, mighty tunes. And thanks to Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills. Please do remember to write a review and rate us on Apple Podcasts anywhere you can do where you listen to the podcast because it really does help us. And you can join in the conversation with us on Twitter at FlixWatcherPod and on Instagram at FlixWatcher. Hello everyone, welcome to Flix Watcher Podcast. Joining us today, we have Paul and Jasmine. Over to you please, Jasmine, to introduce yourself and tell the listeners a little bit more about who you are and what you do, please. Oh, hey. Um, I am the deputy editor of Film Hounds magazine. Shout out Team Film Hounds. Uh, I freelance for lots of lovely places like Yahoo, Radio Times, Metro, Polygon. Yeah, or I'm just tweeting first traps and selfies of myself as everyone likes to point out um yeah so just a mix of everything really how was um as, as we're coming out of well as we're recording this it's just been the end of london film festival uh yes. you guys would have been there i guess we were how was it do you know what i still well it finished three days ago now i still feel wiped i don't know why <laughs> it, maybe it's like just coming back from a pandemic and stuff, but it really took it out of me. This what, you mean month. you're not used to, you haven't got that stamina? Yeah, I don't remember last year being, no, I don't remember last year being as taxing, but it was really good and there were some excellent films, which I'm sure. Maybe I, the film films have got longer. Do you maybe think there's that? Because there's quite a lot of long ones locking around. Do you know what? I feel like a lot were around the hour 40. The hour 40 is a nice sweet spot. There was only a mm. couple that sort of went over the two hour or the least of the ones I saw. Yeah, I fell asleep in a lot of the films. 
I I enjoyed it, but it, it is long. It, it, you know. <laughs> Jasmine is shaking her head. He's um, talking that up. I sat next to him at quite a few of these. What, a couple of them he really, really screamed. We watched like two two sort of horror films and Paul's even the one screaming, oh, laughing. Yeah, or I'll throw snoring. this out there. I have a sl- I mean, you'll figure this out very soon, listeners. I have a loud laugh. Oh, did people like to point that out? Sorry, I'm laughing. Sorry, I enjoy films. It's not like I was laughing at, like, dramas. It's not like, oh, you know, my lover's dead and I'm cackling away. They were comedies I was laughing at. Oh, good. I mean, London Film Festival is quite spread out. And when I've been, I've been a couple of times, it kind of bums me out about, out about how far away some of the screenings are. Like, from going to South Bank to Soho is quite a, it's a yeah. bit of a stretch. Um, and trying to plan your week. Trying to plan your day is is taxing, um, but also, you know, seeing five films in a day is fun. But also, I can I definitely I've definitely fallen asleep in a lot of viewings when I've been there at the crack of dawn through to the end in a nice, warm, comfy seat. It's, it's easy to fall asleep, isn't it? Um, anyway, London Film Festival aside, we're here to talk about the craft, which is your choice, Paul. Can you tell us why you chose it? And then I'll get the timer up, and you'll have one minute or less to tell us. The synopsis. Okay, uh, I picked it because this film has been on my watch list since, like, I got Netflix, um, and that was, like, six years ago. So <laughs> this was just an excuse. If you say, pick something from Netflix, it was going to be this or something else from my watch list, um, and this seemed a lot cheerier than, you know, Sleepers. <laughs> <laughs> what isn't cheerier than Sleepers? Although there is a comeuppance at the end, I guess. There's, it does finish. No spoilers. It does finish on a high note. I was, gonna, I was not going to say, I was going to say spoilers. Come on. <laughs> Come on now. Um, I mean, to be honest, the film's like well old. Really, you should have seen it by now. You're going to watch yeah. it. <laughs> but, Same age as, it's my age. Oh, in well in Shakespearean terms, that would be a comedy, actually, wouldn't it? Uh, Sleepers, because it finishes on a, on a high note. So there is promise, guys. If you do want to watch Sleepers, stick with it. So, I'm going to bring up the timer and you'll have 60 seconds to tell us the synopsis. Timer starting now. Four outcast women in high school decide to try witchcraft. Boom. Cool. Uh, four seconds in there. The well, then the shortest one, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not round, no. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Um... <laughs> and I, mean, I can go into more detail. Like, you know, they've now. got issues and stuff. I think we could talk about that. Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll get into it. I mean, initially, this is a another high school, you know, outcasts joins a group of other outcasts, and they're not really. There's no good reason why they're outcasts because they're all young and attractive people, and they're slightly kooky, and that's why people don't like them, or the or the bullies are really mean and or racist or and or homophobic and or disabledist or whatever reason. So it's um, it starts out as a, as a typical high school kind of romp. And then it gets quite dark and it did actually get quite scary. Was this a horror, guys? I'm going to put that to you, Jasmine. Was it a horror? I don't know if I'd go that far, but it was like a really, really dark and depressing episode of Buffy. Mm. Without like the lovely... <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> because like, Buffy's so cheery, as we all yeah, remember. But that. I was watching this thinking, oh God, like if you were a fan of Buffy and then went into this, you'd be thinking, hang on a minute. This is this is this is really like you know, like the mental sort of health. Well not that the words like mental health and well being were around in nineteen ninety six, but um yeah. 
it, I just felt like, oh my God, like if I was a teenager or had a teenager, I don't know if I'd want them watching this, but I don't know if it's because it's a, it's a horror. It's mm. more like a, a mental horror. Yeah, but great soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, I was, I can't remember the songs, but I was comparing it to the Clueless soundtrack. Mm. That's the one that stands out to me as the, um, the high watermark of teen film soundtracks. If that's such a, niche on Spotify. Uh, Paul and Helen, what were your thoughts? Is it, is it horror? Is it just a, a slightly um, kooky um, high school it, I comedy think it kind drama? Of, I, I think it kind of slides between genres because mm. it is kind of a high school teen drama thing. And then it gets like dark and horrible. Mm. And there's like body horror and real world horror and, <laughs> you know, people getting horribly murdered so i you know and almost uh, you know other stuff that's really horrible so i was a bit like oh this i thought it was either get, i thought it was going to be dark from the beginning and when it wasn't i was like oh okay maybe this is a bit more tongue-in-cheek than i thought and then there's like nearly a sexual assault and i was like mm. oh okay so this um this is dark oh dear <laughs> and you know there are racist characters and i was like wow this is um it's going there isn't it she really went in with the hard N word, unprovoked. Okay, this is horrible. <laughs> what? Uh, sorry, is this the first time you guys have seen this? By the way, it was the first yeah. time I'd seen it. Helen, is this the first time you've seen it? Yeah, it kind of feels like one of the ones that I feel like I've seen, but I definitely haven't seen. Yeah, and it, it, I think it kind of lived up to my expectations of it. Um, but yeah, it's it's. It's a bit of, bit of a mess, isn't it? I'm not really sure it knows entirely what it wants to be because it kind of has all that teen drama element going on. Um, I don't know whether I'd call it a horror. It's kind of like a, a supernatural teen film. Yeah, I guess. Uh, with like a lot of snakes and stuff. But um, So many snakes. Yeah. Mm. It does It does kind of like go like along for a bit and then it just goes, we're just going to up it now to that. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> that's, uh, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, no, this was the the first time, and I I love the energy of like bringing a film onto to Flix Watcher that you've never seen before because it could go either way. Yeah, I mean, I've never seen it before either, and I don't know I don't know why, but I know it's a lot of people. I know a lot of people love this film, and I can see why. It's got, and certainly, if I think if you were of age when it came out at that time, um, then I think there would be a definite attraction to it. And I think the the Buffy parallel is definitely there. Um, there's, uh, there's a lot of Buffy kind of antics in there. Um, there'd probably be like an episode of Buffy where Buffy went to do like secondment at a high school and there's this, this cult of, of like odd mean girls um, there and she had to fight them off. But yeah, it did get, it did, went that, was it was it at the almost sexual assault? Was that when it went really like to 11? Because um, we had some hair falling out to that point. I don't know. Um, I I think when um when when the you know the uh, popular girl in the changing rooms randomly referred to the only black girl in the school as an N word, mm. I was like, oh, that's that's really ri that's like that's not just like you're a skanky slut. That's like oh, you've actually you've used an old timey slavery term on a poor child. That's horrible. Mm. And then anything that happened to her, I was like, nah, she deserves whatever she gets. <laughs> <laughs> but I, the thing, the thing about that scene, before that scene, when the, when the, um, one of the craft members, I can't remember any of their names, uh, was on the diving board and she jumped in, she jumped in the air 
And then that horrible girl like sh- yelled shark. The teacher didn't say anything. And for me, that would be like rule number one. If you're there with people who are in the air and could really destroy themselves if they land badly, if some knobhead girl or, or otherwise people screams halfway through, I'd like kick them out straight away. That'd be like immediate suspension. Whereas she the teacher's like high school. Definitely had friction burn on her butt from the way she landed. That's yeah, like, if she could walk for the next two days, I'd be really surprised. <laughs> it's a 90s American high school. Teachers did not care back then. No. They, were, they were busy smoking and, you know, doing whatever they were doing. <laughs> they didn't care. But, like, yeah, I, I th- that was my, my biggest problem with the film is it's clearly trying to tell you, like, you know, karma will get you comes around (laughs) like no like what comes around goes around so these girls start dabbling in the witchcraft and you know they're very they want revenge but then bad things happen to them and it's like yeah but to be fair that girl's stepdad is horrible that bully Mm -hmm. is horrible and the boyfriend nearly nearly raped her like they all deserve what they got but he he nearly raped her when he was under the spell but he was me he was very very he was like slut shaming and spreading lies yeah definitely "Mm -hmm." He deserves it. And she deserves to have a hair fall out. She's just racist. Like, I don't think these girls are doing anything wrong. (laughs) I think think that they're all, you know, pretty justified. If you have a horrible stepdad, he deserves what he gets. But I think it's the getting drunk on the power, isn't it? They could have, they could have dabbled once, you know, Neve Campbell, Neve Campbell gets her, her, her smooth skin that she's always wanted, but then she turns into a bit of an asshole. And for, for, I can't remember how you say her name. For, yeah, Feruza. I've always been calling her Feruza. Yeah, I don't think that's it, but let's go with that because that's easier to say. <laughs> she, she's not in films anymore. She's not going to come after me. <laughs> she's retired from magic. <laughs> she was in everything for ages. She was well, in like she was in like all those nineties classics, and then it was like, where'd what? you go? Where'd you go? What the water boy was that? Was that a classic? <laughs> you well, this can is, do it. This is what I was um, going to say because I saw that you know, like if we were Island talking about Dr. the cast, Moreau. I don't know this cast at all. I oh, mean, I, 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 pre- I presume that I might be the youngest here, oh, but, but you'd ha- Campbell, you have you know. to know. I've never heard Scream. of her before. Scream. She's in Scream. Yeah, but I wouldn't. I know Scream, but I wouldn't be like, oh yeah. The racist bully's married to Ben Stiller. Ooh. And she right. was in Friends. She was in uh, Friends. Yeah, oh, I, was the, to think, yeah. I was trying to think where I recognised her from. Rachel convinces her to shave all her hair off in Friends. She always doing hair. Oh, oh, okay. You know, you know the one where Ross is going to get with her and then she shaves her head and he's like, I can see the moon bouncing off her scalp. <laughs> As she's swimming. Yeah. yeah. She yeah, was I also remember, in Dodgeball. She was the bisexual character in Dodgeball. <laughs> the way you said that... You- not not happy about the way the uh, the casting there then. Written a lot about bisexuality in film, and it's just a, such a cheap punchline. It's such a cheap punchline to just go. Oh no, the but I, just, I love dodgeball, but that bit I do not like. But yeah, Neve Campbell. So, I can't believe you don't know who Neve Campbell is. She's I'm still really great. sorry. Still headlining Screen Queen. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's just ignorance on my and part then. So be- and so beautiful. I'm really She's outing so myself as having very little cinematic knowledge on a film podcast. Not the smoothest <laughs> move. <laughs> to be fair, my one note on this film, I was like, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to write some notes, I'm going to come up with some great things. All I wrote was Neve Campbell in a turtleneck equals hot. <laughs> <laughs> what, hot in temperature, actually, at, at, like sexy? Both. 
Nice. <laughs> well, she was in that one with Denise Richards, wasn't she? What was that one Wild called? Things. That one, the swimming pool one. Yeah, yes. right. now you know her. The swimming pool one, yeah. I, now- I can't believe that we got two 1996 high school horror type films with Neve Campbell and Skeet Ulrich. Oh, Skeet Ulrich's in that as well? Yeah. yeah, he's in Scream. He's oh, no, Billy, so, Scream. No, not, so he's not in Wild Things, but yeah. So, Pfizer Bulk, I'm going to obviously fudge that name every single time I say it. I apologise. So her and Skeet Ulrich were in like lots of stuff and then suddenly vanish. Skeet, because... Is he not in Riverdale? Uh, I don't know. I've never watched Riverdale. I'm sure he's in like a CW (laughs) show. I I feel like he's shown up and he's like someone's dad. In like River, can he be someone's dad though? He's not. He's, I mean, he's like fifty-two now. Is he? Yeah, and I because because in your notes you they're said where like are 30. they now? I know they're playing sixteen, but they're all like I I, I read that the um, the diving girl. I can't remember. What, I, I can't remember any of the actors' names either. Was like thirty when she made the film, which makes sense because <laughs> yeah, but that's sort of typical even now, isn't it? Like one of the Jerry like girls, thirty-five. Yeah, it's like everyone in Greece is like fifty. Like, <laughs> I swear to God, towards the end of Greece, Stockard Channing. Stockard Channing. Yeah, I was going to say she was she was midway through the menopause when she when she was singing <laughs> "Worst Things I Could Do." I swear, they're all so old in that film. <laughs> I love it. I think it's so funny. So we find out half the cast I, of Glee are like cashing pensions. Yeah, and it's and it's because every time someone says about Greece, because they do the cold, but then. Some of them are. It was, was Stockard Channing the oldest. I think she's like thirty. She was like mid thirties, wasn't she? One of the T birds is so middle aged. Yeah, there's, there's one. There's one T bird guy who's he's so definitely. Yeah, was it Knicky? Not Knicky. No, it was one of the. It was the. It was the one that gets with the really attractive pink lady. It was. It's madness. It's like when that when the Dear Evan Hansen controversy came out, and they were like, "He looks so old to be in high school." It's like, hasn't have none of you seen Grace? That's how it happens. That's just how it is, isn't it? Yeah. Have you not seen it? Like, yeah, that's you cast like an 87 year old and they're a senior. <laughs> is that not how it works? They're all so Ed, old. Eddie Munson in uh, the latest uh, Stranger Things, he looks he looked quite old, didn't he? I didn't think I didn't buy him as a as a as a kid. Although he was supposed to be held back a few years. Maybe that was his story. <laughs> when did he start high school? The sixties. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, sorry, Helen, you did some research on uh, Skeet Ulrich because he was he was in all these films. I never r- rated him, but I was like, oh, that's that's him again. Discount Johnny Depp. <laughs> really? Is he, was he that stature? He looks no, but like he looks like Johnny Depp did in the eighties. Used to look a very mm. long time ago. He's got like the curtainy pretty boy look that Johnny Depp had in Nightmare on Elm Street and Jump Street. Anything with the street. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't really find out that much useful information other than he enjoys woodworking so maybe that's what he's doing now <laughs> him maybe, and harrison ford just on a farm whittling yeah. and then the, the other one that i recognize was brecken mayer who's in clueless and basically plays the same character oh, hold on everything. yes I was thinking of Breck and May and not Skeet Ulrich. I just Googled Skeet Ulrich. I was like, yeah, that's I, yeah, that's not the guy I was thinking. Yeah, Skeet Ulrich looks a bit more like Johnny Depp. Breck and May doesn't. That's what I was confused by. Breck and May shows up in everything. He's always like a stoner guy. And yeah. it's like, it was cute in the 90s and now it's like, uh, you're like 60. So what's, what's he doing now? Showing up in stuff, probably. <laughs> With the skateboard. <laughs> and his, uh... Like that meme. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
He's and waiting for a clueless legacy sequel. Well, there is a sequel to this, isn't there? Yeah. So but let's go to Pfizer Bulk back to her for a second. Where, where, where's she now? Helen, research. Uh, she's in a band, isn't she? I thought she was in a band. Oh, I don't know. You do the know. research. <laughs> I, only, I, only, I only managed to research that. Um, woodwork. Yeah, woodworking. Do, I, I, she had a bit of a... Rep- Apparently she had a bit of a rebellious reputation. So I think maybe that eventually caught up and bit her on the backside. So this is one thing I was wondering because it's a... I, I was wondering generally she... Could, came befouled of um, the, the Weinstein um, bit where she didn't cooperate and then she got like blacklisted in the way it's a lot of good actors did. And yeah, previously when you just said, yeah, she had a bit of a reputation for, for women, then they got risked off and then we found out recently that it's Weinstein, Weinstein's bad, bad juju all over them. So I wonder if she fell foul of that or something like that where, it's weird, or she just generally like... Because she's rails. got like three cult movies. Like, Craft is very well thought of among cult circles. American History X is very well yeah. thought of. People like the Waterboy. Like, <laughs> you can do I mean, it. I don't she, know. She, I just know that bit. She is also like over 40 now, which, as you'll know, is kind of like a death knoll for actresses anyway. And she does have quite a unique look when you compare her to blonde actresses working now. So maybe it was just Hollywood being Hollywood and mm-hmm. she reached 35 and then they, she stopped getting roles and went to the graveyard of actresses over the age of 40. Yeah. Hopefully it's nothing too as sinister as I potentially portrayed it. Well, she's, uh, she's, she's not spoken out. She's not um, been one of the ones who's added her name to the, the Weinstein list. I mean, I wasn't thinking Weinstein specifically, but I think that's the, that's the tip of an iceberg of a horrible... Horrible kind of. She was in the island it? of Doctor Moreau, and I think that may have damaged her career because it damaged everybody <laughs> else's. But she was the only person who uh, Marlon Brando would listen to because she was the only one there who was a lady. <laughs> I remember watching a documentary, and she went, "I was the go-between because Marlon wouldn't listen to men; he'd only listen to women." <laughs> and she was like twenty, whatever, and Marlon Brando was like, you know, the size of a bus. <laughs> and being just the worst you were going to say size of a cow then weren't you why, why didn't you <laughs> because it sounded <laughs> cow because, it's too small because it sounded horrible considering the subject matter of Dr Moreau like it's um, all about people turning into animals and I didn't want to imply that he had himself become an animal <laughs> <laughs> although I do hear that he's the, well he's dead now but he was the very worst to work with I've heard that I mean we've was, heard was, well there's, there are stories about um, scenes in Last Tango in Paris, for example. This has gone quite dark. This is a, yeah, so the, the craft is a lot darker than we thought it was going to be going into it. Um, you know, we've had, we've had, we've had Easy A, we've had Superbad, we've had Clueless, we've had Mean Girls. I did think more. this was going to be camp and it wasn't. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like, you know, like one of those ones, like the, the movie of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You know, where you're like, oh, it's kind of silly, kind of tongue-in-cheek. They're like, let's be witches. Oh, no, it's backfired. And, <laughs> you know, my hair's gone green. Oh, no, what's happened now? My hair's all frizzy and I've fallen out a window. And I was like, oh, no, it's people it's, getting ploughed down by cars. and It's like straight-up killing people. Yeah. Like, like in, the, in the 80s and 90s, killing people seems to be not that big an offence. Oh, you, you killed him. Fine. They See just, you in, at school in, tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They, like, to be like, fair, they deserved it. And in a lot of these films, they do deserve it. And like, 
we had we had Karate Kid on here a while ago, and um, Daniel sounds like to Mister Miyagi sometimes. Like, why didn't you kill him? <laughs> what do you mean? Why didn't you kill him? That's actually the worst thing you could do to a person. I don't think. I think you could teach someone a lesson without making them dead. Alternate universe uh, Cobra Kai, where Ralph Macchio killed the other guy instead of just beating him chosen. in a crime match. Yeah, like. Instead of just going on his nose, um, chosen is is killed. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Or I mean, it's harsh. It's harsh. It's but then I don't know what changed. Well, maybe you know a spate of real life tragedies in high schools changed it. But like, yeah, high school movies in the eighties and nineties were people just getting murdered. Even not even horror films like Back to the Future. Mm. Biff is going to straight up assault Lorraine. Yeah, like. That's horrible. That's really horrible for a family film. They're all really dark, and then now they're not so dark. The Breakfast Club too. That's that's like <laughs> yeah, just like sexual assault was just like yeah, it's cool, man. Poor we sweet Ali school. Shindy. It wasn't Ali Shindy. It was um, Molly Ringwald. Oh, they all blur in my mind. <laughs> Do you know? For years, for years, I was convinced that um, Emilio Estevez played the. Uh, your man in the trench coat. Uh, I convinced myself of that, and I don't know why. I thought, thought he thought was Judd was... Nelson. Oh, you thought Judd Nelson, you're not that he played two characters at the same time? No, I just, I was oh, like, okay. hey, that's Emilio Estevez. What are you talking about? <laughs> they have got a similar look in his face. That's the mistake. You need to people that, that's why the craft is good, because they're all distinct with each other. All four women look very, well, I mean, admittedly, one of them is a different race, which does help, but like, they all look very different. Mm. And also, you know, one of them has horrible scars all over their body for some reason. And one of them has the worst lip liner I have ever seen. It's very distracting. It was the 90s. Um, don't, oh, don't what's her name? <laughs> Is it Nancy? Like the really goth looking one. Yeah. Fries her bulk. Yeah. yeah. Her. She, she does have a very, she, she has a big, big mouth. Like, not mm. like she tells secrets. Like she just has a large mouth. So... Maybe that's the problem. And the 90s and lip liner. Yeah. Yeah. All she wanted was a little upward mobility. Like, that's not bad. Oh, no, she's out of poverty. How? Uh, let's kill her. <laughs> oh, I don't want to have these horrible scars. I'm evil. I don't want to be racially abused. And then one of them's like, I'd like a boyfriend. It's like, oh, do you know what? It's a big no, high school and you've met one person. I always find that... Um... I look. I mean, I, I don't know that that trope of the new new, new kid joins. That's one. That's one reason I really like Clueless because they like took her under a wing, um, and they took they, they they were genuinely friends with her, weren't they? They didn't seem to. Be, it wasn't that setup like Mean Girls where they were like pointing and laughing and kicking and screaming at the new person. It was like, yeah, you're a bit of a lame duck. We'll be friends with you and and take care of you, which I thought was. Uh, kind of nice until it went a bit Hayward in, in, in Clueless. Yeah, because they wanted to basically change her personality and entire physical outlook. So it does kind of get a bit dark. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there the were ulterior motives, but I didn't want... I mean, they were, they seemed like they were trying... They thought they were doing her a solid, I think, in Clueless. And kids, I think they kids thought... Kids are evil, I think, is the moral of the story. Kids are evil. Uh, High school was horrible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> High school was horrible. And... You know, I didn't, I went to a single sex high school and that was tough. I can't imagine mixing in women as well. That would just be crazy. I'm, yeah, I don't know. Guys, anything else you want to say before we head to the scores? That they were justified in what they did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just going to throw it out there. If you slut shame, 
you deserve to be turned into a living zombie. If you are racist, you deserve to get horrible hair scalp nastiness. If you're a horrible, abusive stepfather, you deserve horribleness. And if you have horrible scars all over your body, you deserve to have them not be on your body anymore. If that's what you choose. If you want to keep them, you can keep them. Justice for the witches. <laughs> Craft 2, Justice for the witches. <laughs> <laughs> to me, me as their lawyer. Uh, yeah. Your Honour, I think you'll find... <laughs> I mean, yeah, they killed people, but look, there's good reasons. Who among us has yeah. not wished a horrible <laughs> skin disease upon our enemies, Your Honour? And she was a racist, lest we forget. Let's head to the scores. Hello, I'm Hannah Flint from The First Film Club, a film podcast series dedicated to established and emerging talent, both in front of and behind the camera, and the feature debuts that launch their careers. From the new drama Mass to the cult classic Heathers, each episode is dedicated to a film, a guest, and the behind the scenes stories, memories, and advice from their time on set. Find us, The First Film Club, wherever you listen to your stripped media podcasts. Come join the club. Welcome to our Flix Watcher scores. They are always out of five. You can have decimal places if you wish. And we will start with you, please, Paul, with your recommendability. Uh, I'm going to go with a four because I did enjoy this film. It had been on my list for a while. And then watching it, I was like, this is kind of silly in a 90s. <laughs> we've just discovered what CGI is kind of way. Yeah. And I liked the body horror stuff. I liked, you know, the way they shot that guy getting hit by the car and you you go under the car with him. I was like, that's pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I was, it's one of those, I love it when there's a clear dummy being used yep. rather than that. Love it. <laughs> love it. I was into it. I was like, I was like, they got they, this, this had some money behind it. They've got some CGI, but sometimes you have to levitate a human being realistically. <laughs> So I, I yeah I'd recommend it. I think I think it's it's a, it's a Are you cult guys getting high? <laughs> it's a cult movie for a reason and I think people will enjoy that. Jasmine. I'm going to say a free I think just because if you want either the teen drama, the 90s isms or a sense of horror you're going to go for something else aren't you? Like if you want any of those things or even teen witches Go, go watch Sabrina and her like hilarious potentially gay aunts and a talking cat like I don't know I also recommend watching Sabrina exactly watch Sabrina so a free <laughs> are you talking about the the new revised Sabrina no, or the original no the original. Melissa Joan Hart. Hart. Melissa Joan sure, Hart sure sure um, Helen I think I, I was I think I was expecting a little bit more kind of sisterhood and uh more kind of like female sleepovers and it being a little bit more on kind of like them as kind of having like fun times and it, it went kind of a bit dark a bit quickly and they fell out with each other a little bit soon and yeah I I don't know I think my memories of it sort of existing and bits that I've seen were probably a little bit better than the the end package I'm not sure I think if you wanted to have seen it, then you probably would have seen it by now, I think. Yeah, it's a bit of an odd one. I thought it would have been a little bit better. So uh, 3.5, I think. I think. I thought it would have been a little bit better. Yeah. Put it on the poster. I think you, <laughs> I'd, I'd recommend Scream over this. 
easily. Oh yeah, obviously. Um, I mean, it's um, it's a different kind of. Scream's one of the best movies of the nineties. <laughs> if you were going to say which Nev Campbell and Skeet or which one would you go for? It would be Scream. Yeah. Um, so what was your score, Helen? Three point five. I'm gonna go. F- no. Yeah, that's a bit stupid going over four, I think. 3.9, I'm going to go. Um, I like it. I like it. I did... It's... I thought I thought I'd completed all all these kind of um, films, but I think this is one that, you, you know, if you, if, you like, if you like Clueless, you should, you should definitely watch this. Maybe watch Clueless first, watch Mean Girls first, watch Easy A first, watch... Um, or, there's a whole raft of them, but Craft is good, and I can see why it's a lot of people's kind of cult classic films favorite films but i don't think you're going to convince anyone of that now i think you would have had to have seen it like in when it first came out and be of that ilk at the time for it to be like one of your favorite films it makes me want to watch buffy um i stopped it like i stopped watching like season four and then it came out i think it went off amazon prime uh, but i think i'm wondering i need to pick it back up again it's on disney plus if you have oh, Disney, Plus. Disney Plus is the best, isn't it? It's not Netflix. Let's watch. Should we change the title of this podcast and call it Disney Plus Watcher, Helen? Let's do that. If you do, no. I want to be. I want to be on for the Buffy deep dive. <laughs> Was the- there's no comment? No comment from Helen. Uh, repeat viewing score, <laughs> Paul. Um, I'm going to go for like a three point five. I think. Ooh, wow. I think so. Let's consider none of us have watched this yet. But three. Explain is three point five. I think if. If you are into the kind of kitschiness, the kind of cultness of it, I think this will be a film that people will return to. Mm. But if you can't get your hat on about the kind of lurching tones and how it goes from like <laughs> Dawson's Creek into, you know, uh, into we, into the OA, into like uh, where they at one point they um you know they get referred to as the the witches of Eastwick, and I was a bit like, of yeah, it is a bit like the witches of Eastwick actually, but it keeps lurching oh, between kind of sisters doing it for themselves, and then it's like a straight up horror movie. So I think if you can't get into that, you're gonna hate it. But I think people who do take it to their heart will. Defend it with their life. Uh, Jasmine, repeat viewing score. Okay, I'm going to say two and a half because there's only two instances where I can think I'm going to be re-watching this. One is if I'm doing housework and I want something on in the background that's like... <laughs> I've that I've seen before, so it's enough that I don't want to stop what I'm doing and watch it, but like new enough for me not to be repeating lines of dialogue. Or... Three o'clock in the morning, I can't sleep. Don't know what else to do. Other than that, I don't. I don't see me rewatching this. <laughs> I like. I like the you don't want to repeat lines of dialogue bit because that's because that can stop do you that all doing the, the thing time. you're doing. I'll put on something like I'm trying to Hoover, and I've put on something that I know so well that I just want to. I get really excited about the scene. That like, oh yeah, this bit's great, and I feel like that would be in the middle me, bit. That's me with liar liar. To be fair, exactly. This is in the middle of that. Uh, Helen. Well, the the suggestion of the craft for insomnia was not a response that I was expecting to hear. But <laughs> if 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 it's a bit secure, then maybe you should share it, and maybe it could be the new cure. Um, I mean, I'm unlikely to see it again, but I guess never say never. So a two. Yeah, it's good. Well, I, I can't see when I'll see it again, but again, never say never. One point eight. Small screen score. Paul. I go. F- 
because this feels like the sort of thing that I mean I don't I don't really look into box office I'm not interested in it but I could imagine this didn't do great but people found it on video mm. and this feels like the sort of thing obviously we don't have video anymore and people don't buy DVDs so Netflix is the new video it's the kind of thing that I think if you discover it late of a night when you can't sleep apparently um and you're like oh <laughs> group of witches i'll have i'll have you know or you're like oh neve campbell some of that. i'll have some of neve campbell or oh that girl from american history x is in it yeah that's that seems all right then i think that that it it works best as a as a small script <laughs> as opposed to quick let's all get the gang together and go to the cinema i think this is this is something where if you watch it in your room under the duvet yeah. It kind of works best. Again, with that whole cult vibe of it, I think that's where it lives. Uh, Jasmine? Well, I'd say four for pretty much the exact same reasons. Like, I can imagine, like, somebody's dad, like, in, like, five or ten years later waiting for their kids to come home at, like, gone midnight and they're flicking through the telly to try and keep themselves awake, landed on that. So, yeah, it sort of feels like it was born for that. In the same way that Hocus Pocus gained traction in the same way. So, yeah, surely surely this is born to be on the small screen in the least offensive way possible. <laughs> I I very much like and appreciate your very specific scenarios for watching these I, films. I, yeah, I, do like, film. I do like a specific <laughs> scenario. <laughs> Helen. So I imagine that... It would be fun to watch this in a Prince Charles type scenario with like mm. a group of people who really love it and probably like scream and yell out some lines and kind of dress up. Maybe, maybe, maybe they don't, maybe they do. Um, but also that's not quite enough for me to, as a driver to, to want to see it on the big screen. So yeah, I think it kind of works fine on the small screen. So a five. Five. Uh, I'm going to go four. I think the I think I think it's fine on the small screen. No, in fact, no. I'm going to give it a five because I, I just remember some scenes where I was just like, ah, oh, that will look terrible on the big screen. One was her walking on water, um, and then the other thing was like the to turn a dark hair to blonde hair thing. I was just like, oh, did that look good in the nineties? I can see what they're trying to get at. Although when she did the face swap, to I thought that looked pretty good. To be fair, the the, the main girl is wearing a wig all the way through the film, regardless of what colour. Yeah, she shaved it for a previous film. Uh, oh, okay. And so she is wearing a wig all the way through, which at first I was like, that's a really good wig. And then I looked and I was like, oh, no, actually, I can see that it's a wig. <laughs> that's that's not that's not a good wig. I can see it's a wig. I can, I can never tell a wig. Apart from when the girl who lost the hair wore the wig at the end, I was like, oh, that looks like a wig. Yeah, I'm, I'm Unless terrible I know wigs. the person's bald, I can't tell wigs usually. So that's that's how bad a wig it was for you. Yeah. Unless it's like uh, Ben Kingsley with hair, and then I'm like, well, that's clearly a wig. He's bald. <laughs> John Travolta, stop it. Now, stop, it. <laughs> stop what you're doing. Uh, <laughs> engagement score, Paul. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with <laughs> Jasmine's grimacing here, guys. You can't see this. I don't know why. I don't know. I'm looking forward to hearing the grimace. The reason for the grimace. I'm gonna have to try and counter what I assume. I assume hers will be like a two. So I'm gonna go for a three point eight. Yeah, three point eight. Because I was I was gripped. I was a bit like I got to see what how, how this pans out now. Yeah. Especially okay. when things started to really go off the rails, and you know, 
was it sharks or dolphins were washing up on the beach? And I think there's a variety of sea creatures, large. When they're like killing off, you know, half the ocean because Skeet Ulrich called somebody a slut. And so I was like, okay, this is this is getting a bit weird. And then, you know, people were having, <laughs> you know, cabin fever style body reactions. I was like, okay, now I'm really, at first I was like, oh, okay, 90s, yeah. <laughs> and then by the end, I was like, "Oh my god, I really want to see! I really want to see these witches battle." So it, yeah, I, I'd say about three point eight. But again, if you don't get into it, then I I can see people being like, "This is awful." Adjustment. <laughs> uh, and over on that note, over to me. Um, yeah, like one and a half. As I was, <laughs> as I was watching it, I tell you why, because I had to keep rewinding bits. Because I'd get distracted, get distracted. Oh, hang on a minute. I'm sure it was Nancy on the bed with that guy a second ago and then had to rewind and catch up and then kept having to do that. So I think if I was in a scenario where I was just, yeah, that I'd have just like got distracted by something and then been like, oh yeah, there was that film that was on. I'll just turn the telly off. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Um, Helen? A bit higher than that, I think. Um, yeah, and just just about hold my attention. I'm trying. I'm like looking at my notes, and I, they're not really making much sense. Um, yeah, three point five. I'm trying to like recall. Yeah, just three point five. I think it's fine. I'm going four because I knew, I didn't know where this was going, and like it, it kept some rats up. So you're like, okay, where where is this actually going to end? So uh, that's that's what kept me kept me like interested and glued. Um, I think there'll be less the second time I watch it, but on this watch, I was like, because I, I, I had genuinely no idea where it was going to finish up. And there were some really dark. I was, the other one, the other kind of dark storyline was that when they all turn on the main new girl and like they put, they do that glamour trick on it and make it look like her dad's died in a plane crash, um, along with like a hundred other people. And yeah, that's that's not right, guys. <laughs> You don't, you don't. That's not fair. Friends um, don't do that, do they? No. So wait, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that gives an overall score of three point four three seven five zero. No, pretty decent. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was going to be higher than that. I thought it was going to be a few more uh, lovers on here. But what we needed really was a higher repeat viewing score to take it over the edge. Um, but. Paul, Jasmine, thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for forcing me to finally watch The Craft. And um, can you tell us where we can find you online and say goodbye to all the listeners? Does this mean that we have to come and do the second Craft film? There is one there, isn't yeah. there? Um, and I think it's on Netflix. I think we, I think the four of us need to. I think uh, do we? Commitment. We have to. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out it's so much, it makes the first one so much better. Because oh. <laughs> it's... There's a Hocus Pocus 2 out now, isn't there? Yeah, which is the making a comeback, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Just in time for Halloween. As we record this. Um, guys, where can you find your lines? Yeah, go for yourself, Paul. Uh, where you can find me. Paul Klein Yo with two O's on Twitter and on Letterboxd and TikTok. Yeah, I have a TikTok. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm a human being in 2022. I have a TikTok. Uh, it's Paul Klein Yo with one O because I'm inconsistent. Jasmine, where can you find you online? You can find me at the Jazz Valentine everywhere. Boom, simple as that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you guys again so much for bringing on the craft, and we will see you soon. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.
enjoyed this episode of Flix Watcher Podcast, why not leave us a five-star review on iTunes? You can also follow us at Flix Watcher Pod on Twitter and we're at Flix Watcher on Instagram. Thanks as always to the mighty people for their mighty, mighty tunes and Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills. If you're looking to get your podcast edited as sweet as this, get in touch with Ben and that's Rockwood, R-O-K-K Wood Audio. Tell them Flicks what you sent you. just heard a stripped media production.